This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Things are getting crazy out there. Things are getting crazy in Ukraine. According to our president, Vladimir Putin has invaded Russia. That is just wild. We'll give you some details on that. An American basketball star, a superstar, is detained, arrested in uh, Moscow for uh, cannabis oil. So let me get this straight. If you're Russian, it's okay to, you know, kill civilians, women, and children in Ukraine for whatever reason, but you can't, you can't travel with a little cannabis in your, uh, in your carry on. Um, I'm doing my part. Um, uh, I, I poured my uh, Russian dressing down the drain. No, we are, we, we must boycott everything Russian. A guy, I was at a bar the other guy ordered a white Russian. I grabbed it and threw it in his face. No more of that. No more white Russians or black Russians or Moscow mules. Let's all do our part, people. Uh, the U.S. now, uh, our, I believe our president or vice president, is talking to Iran and Venezuela about oil because Greta Thunberg is still running the war effort. Isn't that wonderful to know? They're putting uh, POWs on TV in, uh, in Ukraine, captured Russians, which is against Geneva Convention. But, hey, what the hell? What the hell? They're... Uh, explaining how they are against the war. Everybody's against the war. The trucker convoy has arrived in D.C., and we're starting the clock. And any minute now, an elected Democrat will call them Nazis or uh, white supremacists. You know that's coming. Uh, Andrew Cuomo is uh, starting his comeback in a church. You're not going to believe what he said. Standing, I believe, up on the altar. Man, this guy has got... uh, some balls on him. A guy who killed uh, 15,000 senior citizens is now blaming cancel culture. And uh, Bob Kraft got engaged. Congratulations to Robert Kraft, 80 years old, and he's uh, found love with a young doctor. Good for him. Uh, we're going to all that and more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, we got so much to get to today. Uh, if you were busy over the weekend doing things, not really paying attention to the news, we got you covered. I was uh, watching a lot of war this weekend. I told you, I, I, I just get transfixed. I actually watched some CNN and MSNBC and NBC, you know, when they go to the uh, the, the, the commercial about the the fruits and vegetables that come in a pill form that, that they run that commercial on Fox news, like 7,000 times a day, you get a little pill and it takes, I mean, is it that hard to eat fruit? Is it that hard to have, you know, a banana or some strawberries? You have to actually take a pill. I don't know, but that's, that's not important. What is more, what is important is the war effort. Uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine is on like week two. And we are still, financing, funding both sides. The United States, I mean, I realize the Biden uh, regime has been a disaster for the last 14 months. 
but I'm not, I'm not sure anything. I don't sure anything I've ever seen is more insane than what we're seeing right now. The, uh, the Biden regime is literally, obviously, we're, we're uh, 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 sending money and weapons to Ukraine, and I understand that. God knows they need weapons. But we're also buying Russian oil. It's, I uh, forget the, the number, $50 million a day or $70 million a day. see conflicting numbers, but we are financing the war machine on both sides. How friggin' nuts is that? And I'm telling you, people are coming around. It's not just me. It's not just crazy right-wing zealots. There are a lot of people uh, questioning this, a lot of Democrats, a lot of media people, I repeat myself, but a lot of people are saying, why don't we just stop buying Russian oil? Why don't we use our own oil? I think it's one of those simple kitchen table things where everybody understands how crazy that is. And I, I want them to understand why. I know I've said this over and over again. I will continue to say it. I'll explain it. It's very simple. Our policy is driven by the kook fringe, the environmental left-wing Green New Deal kook fringe. Greta Thunberg is, 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 is driving this. Uh, John Kerry, Ed Markey, AOC, these absolute lunatics who are, in most cases, certainly in Markey's case and AOC, are dumber than rocks, and they're saying, we got to stop using oil. That's the only explanation. We have oil. We have 500 years worth of uh, oil and, and natural gas under uh, here in America. You know, we were energy, energy independent 14 months ago. We're not now. Everybody says, let's just restart, get the Keystone pipeline back online. Jen Psaki marches out every day and lies her ass off. Her excuse is that it would take too long. Well, how long does a Green New Deal take? How long does solar and wind take? It's a lie. It's an excuse. It's, it's pathetic. We are under the control of the radical kook fringe. I blame all 81 million people who voted for this. I'm sure most of them have real regrets, real buyer's remorse. Why wouldn't you? But it is amazing to me. I, I, I think Biden, the Biden regime will hold out as long as they can, but eventually they're going to have to say, you know, this is an extraordinary time. Elon Musk, Elon Musk, who's a more, a better leader, a guy with more integrity and honesty than anybody in the Biden regime, Elon Musk tweeted to his like 700 million followers over the weekend. He said, I hate to say it, but we need to increase oil and gas output immediately. Now, do you know why Elon Musk is the richest man in the world? Do you know how he makes his money? Uh, electric cars, uh, Teslas. This man would benefit if we stopped using no, our oil and stop drilling and stopped production of U.S. Uh, energy. He doesn't care. He's just talking about right and wrong. He's talking about this extraordinary time. I mean, I don't need a war to, 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 to drill. We should be drilling everywhere all the time now and saying, screw you to Russia and Iran and Saudi Arabia and Venezuela. It is amazing. We're, we're, they're talking about Biden himself going to Saudi Arabia. We're talking about emissaries from the U.S. president, uh, his going to Venezuela and making a deal with Maduro, Maduro, and 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 going to Saudi Arabia, and making a deal 
with the kingdom. And we're talking about uh, Iran importing Iran, oil from Iran, financing the greatest exporter of uh, Islamic terrorism in the world. We're talking about giving our money, buying oil from them, all because Greta Thunberg and Ed Markey and AOC don't think we should use oil. And, and, and by the way, this is the dumbest thing ever. The dumbest freaking thing ever. What's the difference? Whether we, I mean, uh, I think our oil, it's, it's close. It's right here. We can use our oil. We can employ our blue collar oil workers instead of importing it from Iran and Saudi Arabia. How does it help the earth? How does it help global warming to use oil from Iran and not from Texas or Alaska? We're supposedly we're supposedly uh, supposed to do this as a unit, the world together, to get climate change fixed. Yeah. So it's, if it's we can just, just so drill ridiculous. ourselves and not have to use the oil tankers, there's helping right there. Can I just say that even if it were true, even if it were good for the Earth, which it, this it, it's not. I mean. Fracking, natural gas, doesn't hurt the earth. And by the way, neither does nuclear power. That's another thing. Uh, Elon Musk Musk tweeted, we must get all the nuke plants back up and running and build new ones. There's no reason not to use nuclear power. The only thing holding it back are dummies, morons, like AOC and Ed Markey. They don't know why they're against fracking. They don't know why they're against nukes. They don't. They just think, you know, we got to stop using uh, fossil fuels. They don't know why. They know, even if they're dumb, and they are dummy, they know it doesn't make any sense, and they push the Green New Deal nonsense anyway. All right. If you haven't seen it yet, and God knows I would never buy it, but it's it's online. You can see it. The front page of the New York Times, above the fold, a bunch of dead civilians in the street. I can't tell if they're kids, but they're they're women. They're in you know winter coats. They look like civilians slaughtered in the streets. It's happening everywhere over there. How does that not prompt you to say all hands on deck, Keystone Pipeline, Anwar, drill, drill, baby, drill, frack, whatever it takes to wean ourselves off Russian oil and certainly off Iranian and Venezuelan oil. This is such an incredibly illogical and unpopular policy that it feels like finally everybody, I mean everybody, short of, you know, total radical nutty hippies is going to say, this is wrong. This is insane. What are you doing, Joe Biden? Why are you doing this? Again, today, I'm sure, well, Biden's not working today. It's a Monday. I mean, he's still on the, is, is one of his, Beach houses that was bought with dirty Ukrainian money. Uh, he the guy works like three hours a week in the middle of this, in the middle of this world crisis. But Saki will come out today, and maybe Buttigieg, maybe Kamala, Kamala. By the way, who's going to uh, going to the front lines? Well, close. She's going to go to Poland, I believe, and I don't know Romania. Is anything less reassuring, less comforting in a time of crisis? than seeing the headline or seeing the story that Kamala is headed to the, <laughs> to the uh, epicenter of this crisis. Is anyone less equipped to uh, solve or help than Kamala? We just know one thing, you know, is you're going to get a soundbite that is so stupid and so ridiculous that we'll all be laughing by, you know, by this time tomorrow, Kamala Harris will certainly 
step in it and embarrass the the country, embarrass all of us. We'll all be ashamed. We'll all be embarrassed when uh, she gets there. But it's just so nuts. And I realize that it's only whatever, 8% of our oil that comes from Russia. So what? You're, you're boycotting everything else. We'll get to that. We'll get to these insane boycotts, this insane acceptable uh, scapegoating of Russian people, which is just, I, I, I have some... Some real questions about that. Some we have real, to we have to um, have sympathy for Russia, though they were just invaded. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Do we have uh, Joe? I mean, honest to God, you have the worst, the the biggest ground war in Europe in eighty years. You have you know China. You have so many elements at play here, frightening things that are going to change the the course of the the entire globe. And this buffoon. I don't even know who he's with. Do you have who he's who's talking to? I don't know. This bumbling old man who is just so, so, so far over his head. He's in charge. He's, well, he's not really. I mean, everyone knows it's, uh, you know, whoever, Obama, Susan Rice, Dr. Jill. But he sits down and, you know, you want to get a sense of the gravity of the situation. This is the commander in chief talking about how dire the situation is right now. Let's hear from uh, Sleepy Joe. How do we get to the place where... You know, Putin decides he's going to just invade Russia. Nothing like this has happened since World War II. How do we get... (laughs) Putin decides he's going to invade Russia. Now, if that were, I don't know, anybody, if that were, who else? Lester Holt who said it, or uh, I don't know, some, some, uh, Liz Warren or some congressman, some senator, you'd say, boy, that was dumb. That's the president. That's the guy. I mean, his words matter. His weakness matters. I honestly believe that God knows I'm, I'm partisan. I, I can't stand the guy. I honestly believe that matters. People are looking to the U.S. and they're saying that guy is leading the fight. It's just uncomfortable. It's, it's not, just embarrassing. It's not even that he said it. It's it's just the amount of times it's racking up. It's getting to be <laughs> the biggest trend. If he, if he did it one time, it's like, all right, he just messed up speaking. But it's, it's not. It's it, it's a pattern. Yes, right. you're right. It's a pattern. And if he would just, you know, in the throes of dementia, if he were just struggling cognitively, but he had the country's best interest in mind, that would be one thing. But he does not. Again, right. if he had the country's best interest in mind, we would be using our own energy. We would be drilling and fracking and, and using the Keystone Pipeline uh he does not. He has the best interests of the radical kook left Green New Deal nuts in mind. And that is, that's concerning, if not downright alarming. And I'm sure everybody, everybody is questioning it. It's, it is scary. We're going to go to Saudi Arabia and go to Venezuela on bended knee because we need oil. God knows I'm looking right now at a California gas station, regular $6.95, super plus $7.55 for super plus. This is a real, a, a, a blue collar problem, a working class problem. Obviously, you know, elitist, wealthy people, John Kerry doesn't care how much oil cost. AOC doesn't care how much oil costs. You know, the, 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 the mainstream media, the New York Times, those people don't give a damn, but people who go to work, work for a living, people like you, Ironhead, that hurts. I mean, you got a, you got a long commute these days 
you are going to be spending a lot more than you thought. I just, just lost to get my, to work. Uh, yeah, I know. I just lost my company vehicle two weeks Uh-oh. ago. Oh, <laughs> that means you got to pay for your own gas. Yeah. Oh man, that's good. You know what? You should ride a bike. That's what yeah, they would I tell you. Probably take should. public transportation. Yeah, Why don't no. you, uh, you know, take the subway. It's free in Boston now. Thanks to Michelle Wu, our teen mayor, our overmatched mayor. We will get to her, but I got so much more for on, uh, on the war. I, I, I'm telling you this, it just fascinates me and not in a good way. It's, it's scary. It's, it's sick. It's twisted, but when you watch, when you read, when you go to uh, anti-war protests, which I do, I'm a regular at these things. I'm like, I'm like a modern day, you know, Ab- Abby Hoffman. We found out why yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, hey, we all have to do our part. <laughs> I go to these protests, you know, I clap for the speakers whose, you know, relatives are trapped in Kiev or who uh, relatives are forced to fight. Or, or their relatives are in Russia and they're and they can't get on the subway because their visas and their Apple Pay has been canceled. And you're forced Again, to, we'll to that. forced to stand but with all the topless ladies. Here's there, there's seven something billion people in the world. There's you know there's 140 something million people in Russia and 42 million in 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 Ukraine and there's one person one in this entire vast universe who wanted this war. I mean, there might be a small cabal and supporting Putin in, in Moscow, oligarchs. Well, no, the oligarchs don't support the war because they're losing their yachts. But it is mind-boggling to think of all the suffering and, and all the misery and death and destruction because of one man. Now, we could debate whether he's insane. He's certainly sadistic. He's certainly maniacal. It is frightening. He wanted to... Uh, conquer his neighbor for whatever reason. It's been debated. It's been discussed, but he hates Zelensky and he feels like, you know, the, 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 the West, everybody in the West is against him and he doesn't want NATO anywhere near him. And, and, and so he doesn't, so he invades Ukraine and just starts killing civilians. And the latest, uh, the UN said at least 364 civilians have been killed. We've seen it, pictures, video. They're out there. He's killing kids. He's killing old ladies. They've uh, 600 missiles as of now. 600 Russian missiles have been launched into Ukraine, and many of them at residential places that have no military value at all. Uh, there, there's a a village outside Kiev, no military installation there, no army, no nothing, just a bunch of dead civilians. It's, it's scary. And it's all driven by one man, one man, one little man says he's five, seven. I'm going to guess about five, five, just one evil little man. And I realize most Russians don't support this. Hell, there's Russian prisoners and it's, they're not speaking English, but they're, Captured by the Ukrainians, put on TV, which again is against Geneva Conventions, but we're going to let that one slide, saying that they're against it. The Russian military is against it. There, there are stories about them sabotaging their own vehicles, their own trucks, their own tanks, because they don't want that convoy to get to Kiev and start killing civilians. It's it's madness, but I guess you know that's why we get all these 
comparisons to Hitler. One man, one man wants to conquer a country and kill anybody who gets in his way. That changes, you know, the the whole dynamic when you think about it. Because when this ends, and by the way, there's an offer. I don't know how accurate it is, but a lot of people reporting this this offer made by uh, Putin, made by the Russians to end this. You can end this uh, if you agree to terms. And one of them is acknowledge that Crimea is Russia, acknowledge that Donbass and those other regions are independent, and change their constitution to say they will never join a bloc. That would be never join NATO, never join the European Union. It sounds to me and lots of people on, on you know social media, lots of people on Twitter who are you know, alleged experts are saying, take the deal. <clears throat> Sounds to me like a, a deal you have to take if you're Zelensky. And the problem is we don't know how accurate that is and we don't know what else it entails. Well, in fact, I'm looking at one story right now that says one of the conditions is that the in Zelensky's cabinet has to be some Putin puppets who, by the way, will be potential assassins. So there's a lot more details that we don't know, but if they're indeed offering a a, a, a a deal where they could surrender, lose Crimea, which have already lost, lose other regions and whatever, agree to never ever join NATO, in exchange she's going to stop killing civilians, I think you have to take the deal or you have to take some semblance of that deal or you have to keep negotiating because here's the bottom line. I, I think Russia is bogged down in many ways. I think they are. Uh, taking long, it's taking longer than they thought. I think, um, hell, according to Ukraine, and take this for what it's worth. This is a story just coming out now from Daily Mail. Ukraine's military now estimates that one now estimates that eleven thousand Russian soldiers have been killed. Eleven thousand. By comparison, I think in our. To what it was, uh, 20 years in Afghanistan. I think we lost like 2,500, 2,500 soldiers and Marines. That includes the 13 that Biden got killed at Kabul airport in August. 11,000 in two weeks. If it's even close to accurate, they also said they've, uh, Russia has lost a thousand armored vehicles, 290 tanks, 68 helicopters, 46 planes and dozens of other pieces of military hardware. If that's even close to accurate, then Russia is indeed bogged down. But if there's no ceasefire, no surrender, no deal, Russia's going to keep going. They got a lot of, I mean, Putin doesn't care that he's losing people. And by the way, Russia admitted they lost two high-ranking officers. They lost, I think, a general and a colonel, and they've, they had their funerals over the weekend. They're losing people. Not that that's... But they're not going to stop. I mean, they don't just stop and turn back because that's, the, again, one man is driving this and one man must save face. One man must be able to declare victory. Putin's not going to say, you know, we lost uh, 11,000 guys. I guess I'll turn back. That's not going to happen. So it's not going to end well. Like Ukraine's not going to win the war unless they make a deal and declare you know, victory in some form. So it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And you think about it, Putin's, Putin is evil enough to attack, to invade, you know, to kill kids, to kill old ladies. Do you think he's going to stop now because they've lost some tanks and some helicopters? It's going to get worse. I mean, 
it, 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 be more motivated, you know, be more vicious, bring in those Chechnyan assassination teams and kill more innocent people. So it's going to get worse. So you got to make the deal, Zelensky. You're a hero, an international hero. Uh, I mean, I know you're going to need a food taster and bodyguards and no one's, you're not going to, you know, you're going to be in hiding or, you know, changing locations and all that. Except when you're on a Zoom call with the United States Congress and they all give away your location, which was kind of interesting. A couple of Congress people and senators are in trouble for uh, like tweeting out video from Zelensky when they, was, they weren't supposed to do that. But, but it, uh, you know, it's, it's not going well for Russia, but that doesn't mean they're going to stop. It doesn't mean Putin's going to stop. It's going to get worse, which is why you got to keep arming the Ukrainians and you got to hope, hope that uh, uh, they, they take this deal or, you know, whatever they keep negotiating, eventually take some deal. Um, there, let's get to the, uh, well, I, I should talk about again, going to a uh, anti-war protest on Boston common, huge deal. I don't know the number I can, I can't estimate. I'd say a couple of thousand people. Again, it's a very strange experience because everybody's in agreement. Everyone's on the same page. Nobody supports the war. Nobody supports Russia. You can't hell the kid, the kid, the, um, the prisoner who they marched in front of, uh, cameras said he was misled or they were misled the Russian military because they were told they were fighting Nazis. They were told they were fighting uh, a country, a, a military full of Nazis, which is an interesting claim when the president Zelensky is Jewish. Um, I'll find it. Uh, they got, they got the uh, subtitles. He's speaking in Russian, obviously. But he is against the war. He's encouraging people, you know, to oppose the war. And he's a prisoner. I guess he's never going back to Russia. No. I just want to say we got great stories of, of heroism, of courage, of bravery from the battlefield, from, you know, from everywhere, from the border. Um, nobody, in my mind, has more balls, and more courage than people in Russia who are opposing the war. People, I mean, I watched a... Was it with that Steve Hilton last night on, on Fox? He had a kid, he, guy was about 20, in Russia on a Zoom call, on a video call, on an interview, saying how he's against the war and Putin must be stopped. He's in Russia. You can see his face. And I don't know if they've knocked on his door yet, but they have detained, I think it's uh, the, uh, over the weekend, they detained 4,357 Russians yep. on the streets of Russia Insane. protesting the war. And if you want to get chills about uh, what it's like to live in a totalitarian state, I mean, you can go to Canada and support the truckers, or you could go to uh, Russia and oppose the war. That takes some stones. These people are going away, man. Oh, yep. But if, did you see the video? I tweeted this out, and it's chilling. Cops are stopping people taking their phones and going through their text messages on the spot to look for anti-Putin, anti-war texts with their friends. And if they see some, boom, you're uh, handcuffed, thrown in the wagon, taken to the, taken wherever, maybe never to be seen again. You, I mean, it takes some balls to oppose the war anywhere. Like, like I had to go to Boston common yesterday and, uh, and oppose the war. But, uh, 
to do it in Moscow or do it anywhere in Russia. There you go. We'll get the video up on the screen for our locals viewers. The cops take the phone and scroll through the texts. Imagine if they did that here, how nervous you'd be. He's going to see what, you know, if you're looking at porn, first of all, but look at them. They're looking to see a text saying, you know, F Putin. And then boom, that kid who looks like he's about 16 is going to the gulag. That is a, it is a scary time. Um, and I can't say how impressed I can't overstate how impressed I am with people fight opposing the war in Russia. Man, that takes some balls. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't take great courage for me to go to Boston common with my fellow anti-war protesters, but I'll say this. I go to the protest. It's bigger than last week and it's warmer, which was nice. And these people are passionate. We have a lot of Ukrainians in Boston, a lot of Ukrainian Americans, a lot of flags, a lot of songs, a lot of chants. I mean, it is heartbreaking to think people have relatives there, trapped, trapped in Kiev, trapped wherever, and wondering, you know, if they're going to live to see tomorrow. They got no power now. They got, you know, no food. You know, a lot of old people that weren't ambulatory, trapped, and you know, they're there in Boston doing whatever they can. They had students who are here for school. Their families are back home in Ukraine speaking some real heartbreaking stuff. Uh, and it's, and it's awesome, but everybody's all in it together. There's no opposing views. There's no fights. There's no cops. You got a big protest anti-war and there's no cops because there's no trouble. It's just strange. Usually you think of a big protest on, a Boston Common, like a, ma- a mask mandate or a vax mandate protest, you got tension, you know, you got friction. You got none of that in, in, uh, at any of these protests and they're everywhere. You see them all over the place, Paris, London, New York, Boston. The one point, and, and I want to get to this because I fear people don't know what they're talking about when it comes to the no fly zone. It sounds cool. No fly zone. You're kind of a dope, Craig. What does yep. it mean? What does a no-fly zone mean? Uh, in military or in general? No, in specifically over Ukraine. Right now, if NATO says we're declaring a no-fly zone over Ukraine, there are a lot of, you know, these peaceniks and a lot of, you know, brain-dead liberals like who say, oh, that's good, no-fly zone, good. No, that means no more Russian jets bombing civilian neighborhoods. That's not what it means. Commercial it means, flights. You know what it means? Commercial world flights, war, right? No, 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 no. No, pay attention. Gotcha. It means it means World War Three. Ah. That is not an overstatement. It means World War Three because that means we, the United States, have to shoot down Russian jets, uh, whether it's a NATO force or an American, you know, led force. <coughs> Excuse me. The uh, no fly zone means they can't fly over Ukraine. And if they do, we're, we're to shoot them down. There'll be dogfights with American jets and Russian jets. And Americans would be shooting down Russian jets. Putin's already said a no fly zone is an act of war, which means we're at war with Russia, a country that has more nukes than we do, and a deranged, murdering scumbag calling the shots. We are in World War III if they declare a no-fly zone. It's kind of a, the, the term is misleading. People are stupid. They're not really paying attention. And they say, yeah, 
So I'm at this rally yesterday at Boston Common. And again, lots of good people, lots of good vibes. And they start chanting, close the sky. One of the speakers was calling for a no-fly zone. And I understand if you're Ukrainian and your family's, uh, your fa- wow, I'm looking at a video right now of Russian protesters in St. Petersburg, and they are beating the crap out of some kid who had like a sign against the war, a peace sign, Then one of the signs, just a peace sign, and they are beating the hell out of the kid. It's, it's getting ugly mm. in, uh, in Russia. But back to this uh, chant or back to this plea, if you're a family in, in Ukraine, I understand. You say, I, 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 I want every measure possible to save them, make it a no-fly zone. But if you're an American and you want worried about America's best interest and you want a no-fly zone, you're an idiot. You're a fool. You're just reckless. So they ch- start chanting, close the sky. And everybody's chanting. And I'm looking around and going, Jesus, this is one of those times, you know, like the WMDs in Iraq, where you worry if, I don't know, confusion, if not outright misinformation, disinformation, propaganda is going to get us in World War III. I, I, I mean, honestly, if, to, if right now they said, oh, they got a no-fly zone declared, NATO declares a no-fly zone. A lot of Americans, media members, elected Democrats, they'd be cheering that. They'd say, good. And then, you know, eight hours from now, ooh, the news breaks. Uh, American fighter pilots shot down, you know, three Russian MiGs, killed, you know, six Russian you know, pilots. And then what? Then what? We're at war with Russia. We don't want a no-fly zone. I know you people meant well, my fellow anti-war protesters, but it's insane. But you they, can't have a no-fly zone. You cannot. If it happens, though, they're going to have to deal with the ghost of Idaho shooting them all down. Oh, right, right. Uh, I mean, it'll. Uh, right, they'll make it sound dramatic, <laughs> and they'll make it sound, uh, you know, all righteous. But it's insane. The mm. idea, the idea of a no-fly zone, is insane. Do not support it. Do not uh, advocate it. You just can't do it. All right, we got so much more to get to. I want to get to all the the boycotts because I did my part again. Took the Russian dressing. My Rubens are my favorite. I love Rubens. I'll never need another Ruben because we all have to do our part. Cuban, this is important. Cubans from and, now uh, on. And we got to get to, <laughs> yeah, that's much better. <laughs> we eat Cuban sandwiches <laughs> instead of Rubens. All right, let's, uh, let's get to our sponsors, and then we're going to get to the boycotts and to Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo is back, and you're not going to believe what he said or where he said it. It's just insane. And the trucker. The trucker convoy has arrived in D.C. and the countdown is on. When is the first Democrat slash media member going to call them Nazis and white supremacists or even better, insurrectionists? It's coming. I think the truckers are ready for it this time, ready for all the lies. But uh, it's not going to it's not going to be pretty. It is really not. But let's get to Shake Concrete. Let me tell you about Shake Concrete. You know what they got. They got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. The weather is beautiful, or at least it's warm. It's time for that big spring project. I got one for you. New precast concrete steps for your house, whether it's a new home or you're remodeling or replacing an old staircase on an old home. Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They'll take away the old steps, Put in the new steps in a matter of hours. You got a beautiful new front entrance. 
to your home and it will add value. It's not just an, it's not an expense. It's an investment. It's an upgrade in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. And in a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. You can go with the concrete or you can customize with beautiful stone or brick. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. Also, you know what you can do there? You can look for a job. If you need one, Shea is hiring. They're always hiring. Business is booming. This is a great company with great people. They have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test, which means Brittany Griner has no shot at, uh, at uh, a job at Shea Concrete. Also today, we're thrilled. We're thrilled. I love my pillow. I love having my pillow on board. You know how, yeah, don't I look well-rested? Don't I look raring to go on this Monday morning? That's because I slept last night. I have two my pillows. Two. That's how much I love my pillows. You can go to my, my pillow is made in the USA. The pillows come with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. They're machine washable. They're dryable. Uh, they're the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. I promise they make a great gift. You know what you can do? You can get a pillow, you can get slippers, you get a dog bed and you can support this show and strike back against cancel culture like us. Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob by purchasing from my pillow. Not only are you helping us out, but you're joining the fight against cancel culture. It's not in the big box stores. We know that we know why, but you can get factory direct pricing. If you order from MyPillow.com using code word, Jerry, you can get the standard, my pillow, which is normally 69 98 for 1998 with code word, Jerry. There's all kinds of products. You get the Giza sheets. I got those too. I love those. You buy one, you get one free. You got half off slippers. You get six piece towel sets, regular $109.99 for $39.99 with code word Jerry. There's over 150 products. Just go to mypillow.com and use code word Jerry. I shoot, we got so much more to get to here. Brittany Griner, mm. American basketball superstar, busted in Russia. With cannabis oil. She's been detained. She's been in jail. Did you know this, Craig? For three weeks. That's insane. Three weeks before anyone heard about it. It's amazing. It's just, you try to get it's, your mind around that. It speaks to the reach of the in, WNBA. <laughs> in Russia. Yeah, I guess it's not, the WNBA is not in season now, so she plays in Russia. She's done that for seven years. Yeah, they don't make that much I guess she probably money. makes a lot of money, whatever. But she got a little cannabis, a little cannabis oil, a little, you know, mellow out at the end of the day. Around here... Hell, I walked all over the city yesterday. Half the people are just walking around smoking a joint. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. You got, you know, dispensaries. You could stop and get some weed, some edibles. It's very much accepted. I guess not so much in Russia. So they have a moral objection to cannabis oil. At the same time, they're killing kids and old ladies in the streets of Ukraine. But anyway, she's facing 10 years in prison. (laughs) 10 years. Uh, I don't know what I'll do if I can't watch Brittany Griner in the, in the Phoenix something, Phoenix uh, Sunspots or something. I don't even know what their name is, but she's a place for Phoenix. Sunspots. And it's funny watching. This is where Ayanna Presley will get involved because Ayanna Presley, well, she spoke at the, the rally yesterday, but she doesn't, her heart's not in it because both sides are white. So she doesn't care if there's no, if she can't defend you know, the black and brown people she's constantly talking and tweeting about, she doesn't know what to do. 
this is we're going to get people like her involved. Oh, this will get, you know, Al Sharpton involved in the anti-war effort because they've detained Brittany Griner. I feel bad for her, man. You're stuck in Russia in jail in the middle of a war where we don't really you know, get along with Russia anymore. So good luck to uh, Brittany Griner, uh, who is, I don't know, man. She's going to have to do some time. Tough. Cannabis oil, that's some serious stuff. I don't know why she she was over there when all this stuff was going on. I don't know why the hell she would have that in her bag, throw that in the trash and fly. It's, it's pretty it. stupid. But you know what? When you think about it, I went to uh, D.C. a few weeks ago and I I got uh, stopped for a shaving cream, like a tube, you know, like a tube of shaving cream. And mm-hmm. the guy says, is this yours? I go, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell did I do? Uh, this is too big, sir. It was like. I don't know, five ounces. And I go, it's shaving cream. Oh, sorry. The guy was nice about it. And he says, do you want to take it back out and give it to somebody? I go, what? <laughs> like almost through the line, almost through the, the process. And I go, no, you can have it. And he's yeah. just like, okay. I mean, it's just, well, there's a lot of silly rules, but this video, you can see the guy going through a bag and finding cannabis. I mean, if she, if it were heroin, it's one thing. Have you ever seen the movie Midnight Express? Everybody should see Midnight Express before you travel abroad. If you're even thinking about sneaking a little weed with you, a little uh, some edibles, watch Midnight Express. The guy smuggles, uh, what the hell was it? Was it heroin? Straps it to his body, gets caught. It's based on a true story and ends up doing years in a Turkish prison. The movie will scare you straight. I'm telling you, it's a great movie, but it is scary. And gets, you know, tortured and raped and everything for trying to smuggle some drugs in from Turkey, but uh, don't do it, kids. Leave your leave your cannabis oil there before you fly. A um, couple of other things. You got to help me out with this one. Somebody has to help me out with this one. We uh, we um, had we've had a few you know, wars uh, in my lifetime. There was uh, uh, after nine eleven, we went into Afghanistan. Eventually, went into Iraq. You weren't allowed to even hint. That uh, that you have to uh, watch out for, you know, Muslims because Muslims attacked us in the name of Allah. They attacked this country, killed three thousand innocents, and immediately the media was uh, on the lookout for Islamophobia. There was none. It's an amazing country we live in. No one blamed, you know, Islam. But if you did, they'd be after you, man. You'd probably like lose your job if you did it on TV or radio and said these, you know these militant Muslims, I mean, you weren't even allowed to hint that the thing, the attack was motivated by the, this twisted ideology, this radical Islam. Uh, there was about it, two, there was about two weeks of heavy uh, Muslim bashing before. No, there wasn't. No, you can look it up. I mean, there was some, of course, it's a country of 300 million people, of course, but there was no widespread Islamophobia. Um, China, just to update things. I don't know if you're aware of this. Two years ago, they released a virus. It came from their lab. They covered it up. They allowed people to travel out of Wuhan, but not around the country. Mm. They lied about it repeatedly. We are now reached 6 million dead from or with coronavirus. 6 million because of Russia. I mean, Russia, because of China creating this virus, releasing it unto the world uh, destroyed economies, cost us trillions, uh, killed. We're going to, uh, there's going to be a million soon, a million Americans dead, a million Americans dead, 6 million people around the globe. 
if you said China virus, you were racist. Yep. Hell, Trump was asked about it. It's an amazing video. I don't know if you can find it, but he's asked of his, she says, why do you keep saying China virus? Isn't that racist? And Trump goes, no, it's true. It came from China. We historically name viruses and illnesses from where they come. Ebola and West Nile and Lyme disease. That's where they come from. You couldn't say China virus, even though China was negligent. China was responsible. Somehow, some way we reached this point. But to say China virus or the Wuhan flu was racist. You couldn't say it. You couldn't blame China. We don't, we, we, we keep spending billions upon billions, uh, uh, to whatever, stop this virus, to recover from this virus, this pandemic. And we never ask China to foot the bill. Why? They, it's their fault. But whatever, we're so uh, guarded, we're so paranoid that anything will appear, you know, racist or, uh, or uh, Islamophobic or bigoted or whatever, so we don't do it. And you can't do it. If you say China virus, boom, you're uh, you're racist. On the other hand, if one madman invades another country, Russia invades Ukraine, we blame all Russians. This is this insane acceptance of, of uh, the scapegoating of all Russians. And we talked about it last week, and it's even getting worse. And I don't know how we get to this point. I don't know. I mean, uh, Matt Walsh, you know, the, my... Uh, blogger, not blogger, uh, podcaster, Matt Walsh. He says it's because both sides are white and it's okay to blame white people. And maybe he's right. It's okay to blame Russians because they're white. I got no other explanation. You can, I mean, just the way the big tech has handled this, you, you, as you know, Netflix and TikTok, you, uh, you porn, Pornhub, all of them say no more business in Russia, Visa and MasterCard stopped doing business in Russia. You can't use your Visa or MasterCard. Google Pay and Apple Pay stopped the their service on the subway. So there's massive jammed up crowds outside all the subways in Moscow because people don't have the money to get on. They can't use their Apple Pay anymore. So the regular Russians that are mostly, I'm going to guess, against this war, if I mean like 99% against it, they have to pay for what they're, evil dictator did now that, that I, I guess you can make that case, but why didn't we make everyone pay for what China did or for what, you know, essentially Afghanistan did, you know, allowing, allowing their, using their country as a staging place for uh, the attack on this country. You're not allowed to do that. This case, not only are we allowed to do it, it's reached completely insane levels, encouragement like answers, there's a cat show. I don't know if you saw this, like a cat, like a dog show, but for cats, they kicked the Russian cat out of the cat show. The Paralympics, which was taking place in Beijing, kicked the Russian, handicapped Russian athletes, kicked out of the Paralympics. What sense does that make? Well, the Honest war is all God, their fault. How could it even, I mean, so some poor bastard playing sled hockey because he's paralyzed can't go after his goal, his dream, because Putin? I mean, it's just nuts. So people in Russia, you know, can't whatever, buy food because they don't have, because they don't have enough cash and Visa, MasterCard and Google Pay shut them down. So some average ass guy in Russia with kids and a wife and a job 
he can't buy food. He can't pay his, you know, car because of Putin. It's just insane. And I, you know, there's, there's in New York, the Met kicked out a singer. She's from Russia. She's a, whatever, a soprano. I don't know what she is, but she's a famous singer in the opera. They kicked her out because, you know, her family or she grew up in Russia. It's, I, I just was looking at all kinds of, and I don't follow the you know, ballet and all the, uh, cla- you know, whatever, symphonies. They're kicking Russians out because of Putin. It's just bizarre to me that that's somehow acceptable after the last two years of saying, you better not blame, I mean, hell, big tech shut you down on Twitter or, or Facebook uh, or YouTube if you blame the lab where the virus came from. You can't do that. Why not? But racism. But you can say we're not going to allow Russians in the Paralympics what? Just a bizarre double standard. I don't know the reason. Maybe Matt Walsh is right. Maybe it's racism and people just don't find, have a problem blaming, you know, white people. But what else is there? What else, what other explanation is there for kicking Paralympians out of the Paralympics because they were born in Russia? It's just strange, especially when you think, when you know in your heart, so many of them are against this war. Just bizarre. But all right, we got to move on. We got to move on. Um, I don't really, I don't know anyone drinks white Russians anymore anyway. The only one who, the most famous white Russian drinker is the big Lebowski. Yep. Dude, dude. You bud. Jeff Bridges drank white Russians. But white Russians, I, I remember drinking them as a kid because they tasted like, you know, fraps. But they're so fattening and. I, I haven't seen too many white Russians or black Russians. Moscow mules, on the other hand, are very popular, trendy. Delicious. But we can't have any can't have any more Moscow mules, and I will not be eating any Rubens because I'm doing my part for the war effort. Shut down. And, and just think of it. You're in Russia. You hate Putin, probably. I mean, he's a despot, and you hate him. And you're like, okay, you know, we'll just stay home and watch Netflix. Nope, can't do that. No more Netflix. Okay, I'll just get online and, you know, uh, get on Twitter or TikTok. Nope, can't do that. They shut you down. Okay, let's, uh, you know, take the subway somewhere. Nope, can't do that. You're really punishing Russians and uh, just average Russians who probably hate Putin. I don't get it. doesn't make any sense, but, right. you know, but I'll do my part. Anyway, let's get to Cuomo because this sound is priceless, is absolutely priceless. If you haven't been paying attention disgraced former governor Andrew Cuomo who was forced to resign after killing 15,000 senior citizens, covering it up, lying about it. Actually, he got through that. He survived that. But then women came out of the woodwork accusing him of uh, sexual harassment, sexual assault. He's a scumbag. He is an absolute piece of filth. It's funny, the two big heroes, two years ago, right about now, March of 2020, Two absolute heroes in this country were Andrew Cuomo and Andrew Anthony Fauci. Think of that. Andrew wrote a friggin' book about how to get through COVID. And meanwhile, he killed the most people. He's got the most blood on his hands of any individual on he this planet. He made five million bucks, Insane. allegedly. There was some scam boy. There he did was have to give it back, there. though. He did have to give it back. Yeah. I don't think he has given it back yet, has he? There's still oh, I thought well, he whatever. He is just an absolute scumbag, just dark and sinister to the core. We've had uh, Janice Dean on the show a couple of times. 
uh, the weather girl, the weather bitch, as Cuomo calls her from Fox News, who has hounded him wonderfully and just brought him down. She did incredible, did God's work. Cuomo, anyway, he went away. He quit, which is still kind of bizarre, but because he's such a scumbag, I can't believe he ever actually gave up. But he wants to make a comeback now. Now, we still, there's still 15,000 dead seniors. We have the form he signed to order coronavirus positive patients back into nursing homes, uh, killing at, at least 15,000 seniors in New York, and then lied about it, covered it up, and then tried to, you know, stick his tongue down the throat of all these, you know, 22-year-old, uh, you know, aides or interns. He's just the worst. He's just a real vile human being. But he's a Democrat. He's in New York. He's a Cuomo. He thinks he's entitled. So he wants to make a comeback. And you're not going to believe where he launched his comeback. On the altar at a church. Did you find out what church this is, I did Craig? not. It's in New York somewhere. I don't know which church, though. I assume it's a Catholic church because, yep. you know, yeah, he's, he's, ca- well, he's Catholic, allegedly. Throughout the speech, he starts quoting the Bible and stuff. Like, it's real, oh, it's real this pandering. Is, <laughs> this is nauseating. And, and, and as uh, the one of the great uh, minds of our time, Dave Cullinane, tweeted and said, he doesn't go to church, but if he did, this would really offend him. And that is a rare good point by Dave <laughs> Cullinane. You imagine yeah. being just, you know, some devout Catholic, you're going to church, you're there to whatever, pray and get the you know, communion. And uh, you look up and Andrew Cuomo is in front of the church pleading, you know, um, bitching about cancel culture. That's his thing. He's been canceled by cancel culture. What a piece of garbage. But let's listen to him whine about the treatment his brother, his little brother Chris, got from CNN. By the way, he's going to get like 20 million bucks, if not more. He's looking for 60. He's going to get probably 34, 30 or 40 million dollars. He's another scumbag, another guy who doesn't respect women, who's grabbing women by the ass. And that brought him down. But he orchestrated the PR campaign for his brother, Andrew, the governor, with the help of Jeff Zucker and others at CNN, they were all in it together. They're all going down in flames, which is a wonderful thing. But apparently uh, Andrew Cuomo is not going to accept that he is fighting back and he's starting at some Catholic church that allowed him in. It's uh, uh, a church in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. And you don't have the name? No, I it's, not, it's not in this Politico article. All right, well, let's uh, I'll look for it. You, uh, you play. Let's listen to this piece of crap talk yesterday up uh, in church. My brother Christopher was fired. Such a pain I can't even describe. Christopher is my little brother. He had nothing to do with anything. They fired him and they said he violated a journalistic rule. He wasn't reporting on the story. He wasn't a journalist. He was a brother. And by the way, everybody knew he was my brother. CNN used the relationship to their benefit when it suited them. I would go on the air with my brother Chris. I don't know if you saw the show. I was the smart, good-looking brother. He was the other one. He's so relatable. But what really happened was giants like CNN and Time Warner and AT&T and big shot billionaires like John Malone and John Stanky, they were in the middle of a merger. 
and they were afraid of the cancel culture mob. So they fired Chris. That's the truth. And there'll be a day where they're going to have to raise their hand and tell the truth. And then you will know. The Washington Post masthead said, democracy dies in darkness. Well, you know what? Democracy dies in silence also. Ugh. Ugh. Got him. He was at the God's Battalion of Prayer in East Flatbush in front of 150 people. Oh, God's, was, I don't think that's. Uh, that was the name? I thought that was uh, what happened before he, I thought that was like a service that happened. I did see that. I didn't think that was the name of the church. I'm going to get it. I need to know. <laughs> We're on it. God's Battalion of Prayer Church. That's not, uh, I can't be Catholic. He, uh, you know what? He's uh, uh, Pentecostal Church. In, I'm looking at it, it's kind of a modern-looking building. Uh, yeah, well, at least he, you know, first Sunday of Lent, and they had to sit there and listen, God's kind of prayer. Uh, they had to listen to this scumbag make mm. his comeback. See, you know, I'm not bothered by that totally because he's going to fail. He's going to fail. He's such, there's so much dirt. This He's such a piece of, there. and Janice Dean is still out there, and Ronald Kim, the New York politician who is right there, his aunt or uncle was killed by Cuomo. There are a lot of people, a lot of women that he harassed are going to take this lion down. He, it's not going to be easy for him to make a comeback. So bring it on. Let him come back and uh, watch him go down in flames all over again. And plus, you know that it's just eating him up. It's not like he could just walk away and be happy and take his money and go to Florida and whatever, play golf. He he's can't. So, he's so desperate. He needs, he's, yeah, he's so desperate. He's going out to lunch with Chris Christie, of all people. That's right. Chris Christie, that slob. By the way, how dangerous could, could the virus really be if Chris Christie survived it? I, I survived mean, it, too. It's not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although you're younger, but yeah. uh, not only did I survive it and you survived it, but the queen mother survived it. She's 95. I know. She just had her first meeting with another head of state with Justin Trudeau, speaking of scumbags. But if the Queen Mother and Chris Christie and Donald Trump and and uh, Craig Ironhead Oconee can survive it, anybody, well, I shouldn't say anybody because, you know, six million people have uh, passed away with or from the virus. But let's not blame China. All right. Uh, that's we'll 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 stay on top of Cuomo's comeback, and uh, we will continue to uh, mock and ridicule him. All right, before we go, congratulations to Bob Kraft. I love when I see, and it's just weird for an eighty-year-old to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. Maybe I haven't survived the virus quite totally, but uh, if, you're, if you're just listening, he's putting up pictures of Chris Christie in a baseball uniform. It looks like 300 pounds of chewed bubble gum. Uh, it's actually, bad. probably 350. Uh, he is so disgusting. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I think it's weird for an 80 year old to get married to a 47 year old, but anything that makes Bob Kraft happy, I'm okay with. He's mm -hmm. a great guy, he's a good philanthropist. He's been an unbelievable owner. I know him a little bit. I like him. He's just a, a good guy. And if it makes him happy, it, it makes the people at the Boston Globe, including the owners, the Pazooties, it makes them miserable. So anything sure that makes Bob Kraft happy should make every decent person happy because the Boston Globe hates it. They spent, what, two years trying to get the video of him getting a happy ending in a massage parlor because they hate him. They're jealous of him. They know that uh, the, the people 
around here love him and they will never love John Henry. So I hate to make it all about, you know, the globe and, and the Red Sox, but congratulations to Bob Kraft. The pictures he's, by the way, she's 47. Yeah, that's, that's, that's young for an 80 year old, but you know, they're having a good time. They're happy. I assume, uh, Jonathan Kraft, his son is working on the prenup as we speak. I don't think she's going to get the team just a guess, Yeah, but she's a doctor. She probably doesn't need it. She's doing okay. But congratulations to Kraft, the great guy and uh, good news. I hope he's happy. And I hope, uh, the Pazooties are miserable, but, uh, we will leave it there for today. We will be following all the details. If you're too busy, you know, to watch the war, come back, join us. We'll, uh, we'll keep you updated. We'll see what happens. The offer of a ceasefire is on the table. Apparently I assume Zelensky is uh, mulling it over considering it. I hope he takes it. I've seen enough uh, dead civilians in the streets of Ukraine uh, for now. We don't need any more of that. And, and by the way, the POW, that's a big deal. Putting the POW on TV, unfortunately is going to piss off the Russians, but it is powerful stuff of him saying that, they didn't uh, know why they were invading and they were told that Ukraine was full of Nazis, but uh, full of Jewish Nazis, you know, those guys. But uh, anyway, we will leave it there for today. Anything else, Ironhead? I know we had a we had a lot to get to on this. Um, we got uh, the local uh, Massachusetts government, but we can probably get to that tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll get to that. The uh, If you want to see something really embarrassing for a couple of politicians, a couple of hack Blue state uh, uh, liberals, Charlie Baker, the governor, and Mayor Wu, Michelle Wu from Boston, both did video tributes to the Boston Globe on their 150th anniversary. If you're a politician and you're paying tribute to the local newspaper, that's not really a newspaper. That's not a newspaper. A newspaper that is beloved by the mayor and the governor is an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to them, especially Charlie Baker. Have some dignity, Charlie. You're alleged, you're a rhino, but you're an alleged Republican and you're blowing a kiss to the Boston Globe. God, you're an embarrassment and just a, such a disappointment. But our teen mayor also, she was at the rally yesterday. She spoke. Uh, I don't even know what she said. It was, it, and like I said, the people in Paris, they know how to do a protest. All the women at the Paris protests were topless. I could say that didn't happen in Boston. And if you see the video, it's not as exciting as you think. It's not half the women look like you look like you, Craig. But anyway, we maybe we'll get to the the globe uh, love fest from our local politicians. God, what a disgrace. But uh, that will do it for today. Uh, Thanks to you, Craig. And thanks to everybody for watching and listening and texting. We read your texts. We appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will see you tomorrow. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.